today on 2C Vans. A really cool fish in our local habitat. Yeah, they stick their little heads out and spit little pebbles out. And they, they do they that. They dig the little they, burrows? <laughs> yep, yeah. they, they're, they're, uh, they're known for digging the burrows. They've actually used their mouths to uh, basically excavate a little pit. Because they, they have no hands. They have no hands, <laughs> indeed. Um, so yeah, they dig these uh, burrows. They're very meticulous about um, the design and the maintenance of these exhibits. Hello and welcome to Two Sea Fans at Moat Marine Laboratory. I'm Haley Rutger. And I'm Joe Nicholson. And uh, we're here in Sarasota, Florida talking about marine science, education, and our moat aquarium. And we have a really cool guest um, to talk about our aquarium today. Can you tell us your name and title? Yeah, it's uh, Mike Collins. I'm curator of exhibits. Ooh, Mike Collins. Mikey Collins. Mike, where... You, I know uh, you and I come from a similar place, but... Uh, where do you come from and how the heck did you end up here? Uh, yes, I'm a fellow Canadian. Um, I started here as an intern in 1996 and I was helping to, uh, this is when they're building a new sea turtle exhibit expansion. Wow, and yeah. so I was interning there for a few weeks and was just fortunate that there was an opening in the aquarium and I was hired on as uh, aquarium biologist. How'd you hear about Moat Marine Laboratory? A friend that I met at University of Guelph in Ontario, uh, John Tominski, he uh, did an internship, the shark research program, and he also ended up becoming a shark biologist within Moat and told me about the aquarium. We've heard a lot of great stuff from John and uh, Dr. Bob Peter here over the years and doing um, shark tagging studies, so we still hear John's name quite a bit. Uh, our interns go on to do grand things. So what kind of tasks were you doing as an intern, uh, and how did that uh, graduate up to what you're doing today? Well, I bet you that's a little different than what it was. Yeah, quite a lot different uh, from where I started out. Um, I started out helping out one of our aquarium biologists here, Dave Jenkins. Um, good old Dave. Good old Dave. Um, he was moving over to Moat's aquaculture facility and was training me on how to care for and maintain some of the uh, aquarium exhibits that uh, he was in charge of and just kind of fortunate um, that he was moving over to the map so the position became available and uh, things worked out. And, and he ta told, taught you how to talk to fish? Um, more or less, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, but besides talking to them, what do you have to do? <laughs> what kind of animals did you start out working with, or what kind of exhibits? Um, smaller, several smaller exhibits. Uh, I think back then we had a uh, soldier fish exhibit, which are kind of a little bit of a deeper water fish. Um, and they're always at attention. They tend to be, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Are they related to the squirrel fish? They are related to ah! squirrel fish. So really? A soldier and a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. So these are the fish. They're generally reddish in color. Yeah. Uh, tend to live a little bit, not necessarily deeper, but they like to kind of hide in crevices and stuff. So this is sort of a darker exhibit. These fish have a large eye, which helps them see in, in darker waters. Um, so it took care of uh, several smaller exhibits, actually some upside-down jellyfish, the Cassiopeia. Which we still have today. Which we still have today. And um, let's see. Were you always working on like feeding the animals or were you cleaning exhibits or were you dealing with life support systems behind the scenes? Um, back then it was mainly exhibit maintenance, which um, entails a lot of, you know, keeping the exhibits clean, uh, 
you know, scrubbing the algae off the walls, doing uh, water changes, gravel vacuuming. All the uh, glamorous things. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the f- real fun stuff. Yeah. Were, were you involved at all with, and, and excuse me if you weren't, but um, were you involved with the airport tank at all? Uh, the airport had been in, the airport exhibit had been installed, uh, I think, maybe four years before I had started. Okay. Um, but that was, that was one of my first uh, big exhibits. I was taking care of some of our offsite exhibits. We have several exhibits around town at some uh, private nursing retirement homes, uh, but also in some pretty prominent public uh, places, such like as the library, Selby yeah. Library. We've got a beautiful yeah. arch aquarium there. That's huge. And then the, uh, the airport aquarium is about 6,000 gallons, which is a, a beautiful display for people uh, getting off the plane and arriving in Florida. Was Kevin Curley the uh, curator when you came y- on board? Yes, Kevin Curley and okay. Gail Case were, were my bosses back then. Okay, yeah. Really cool. So what is your, um, what's your job today? How has it changed, and what kind of things do you get to take on? Um, I think just sort of bigger picture things now, um, curator exhibits, so I help... Uh, oversee the staff that are maintaining our current exhibits. Um, but I also get involved in the uh, sort of more long-term planning of exhibits. Um, so you get to think about like, what's gonna be a really cool exhibit that's gonna showcase our mission and what kind of fish could we put in it or what kind of other animals and where can we put it in the aquarium, all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. All There's a lot of logistics involved is, you know, is it feasible, um, are the animals, um, ones that we're going to be able to you know maintain uh to the best of their health that will be interesting for the visitors and again reflecting uh, moat's mission of uh you know research and conservation and always how much is it going to cost and how much is it going to cost so then the exhibit gets a little bit smaller than we and smaller wanted. and smaller <laughs> until it's a, a goldfish bowl on a table <laughs> well we haven't haven't quite gone that far oh, that wouldn't be good but I've been here long enough to know that we've done some really, really good ones. Do you have a favorite exhibit that you've worked on? Yes, I definitely do. Oh, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Uh, <laughs> jawfish. Ding. Uh, jawfish, well, let me, uh, that, that is definitely up there. Jawfish are kind of near and dear to me. It's uh, one of my, it is probably my favorite fish. What, are, um, what do they look like? Okay, yellowhead jawfish. There's several species of jawfish, and the local one that we have here in our coastal waters are yellowhead jawfish, uh, about the size of your finger. They're kind of a, a pale, cool. pale blue with a yellow head on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I first saw them at another aquarium when I started at Moat, and I talked to my boss, Gail, and said, can we exhibit these, um, you know, in our aquarium? Oh, really? So you, you brought the, oh, so nice, dude. Yeah, so I she said, basically research their husbandry, which is their yeah. their care requirements, mm-hmm. and they were local, um, and they're, you know, a really cool fish in our local habitat. Yeah, they stick their little heads out and spit little pebbles out. And they do they that. Dig and they dig the little burrows? <laughs> yep, yeah. they, they're, they're, uh, they're known for digging the burrows. They've act- actually used their mouths to... Uh, Basically excavate a little pit. Because they, they have no hands. They have no hands, <laughs> indeed. Um, so, yeah, they dig these uh, burrows. They're very meticulous about um, the design and the maintenance of these exhibits. So, um, basically, you picked, like, the house cleaning fish as your favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, which is, like, completely opposite of you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I do that at work, not at home so much. Uh, I, see, I see. Yeah, you do all your cleaning here in the fish tanks. Yeah. So, you love your, your jawfish. Is there, um, you had another one in mind, too, that was your favorite to work on? Uh, yeah, this is more recent, um, probably one of um, 
my proudest moments at, at mode is our um we remember we're recording this <laughs> uh otters in our waters really otters yeah in waters. so this is a really impressive otter exhibit that we built down at our uh, marine mammal center which of course uh, houses more than marine mammals but uh background research several of us went to a couple other local zoos and aquariums to see their otter exhibits and we were able to kind of blend the best of both of those exhibits and turned into sort of a, a two-story exhibit where there's an upper pool and a stream down to a you know really large lower pool so the the otters have turned out to um, way surpass my expectations and they're just active they're always playful and very engaging for our visitors i'm really kind of disappointed that you guys didn't let us staff go down the water slide the water first slide. before you put the animals in it's a uh, too we, small for we, us we, <laughs> not, that, not I, I, that you guys probably didn't off the record i fit in that uh, slide so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <No problem. laughs> all right all right so what, what's so special i like how the exhibit slopes you got that slide you've got the different levels and you've got a bunch of plants in there you've got land areas water areas i feel like you've got a little bit of every um, that an otter might want? Yeah, the idea was to sort of um, replicate our local watershed environments where these fresh, generally freshwater otters uh, live in the um, sort of river habitats, mud banks. And um, so we were able to create a very large land area and a large water area for them. So they've got a lot of different um, habitats that they constantly are exploring. Yeah. Do you have to um, choose certain materials that are, you know, animal safe? How do you how do you figure that out? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> every every exhibit has various, um, you know, materials that are going to be included. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to do our research to make sure, you know, all of these are animal friendly, non toxic, um, not going to cause any issues for the animal, no sharp edges, that kind of thing. That's got to be yeah. It's got to be hard to to figure like make sure everything <laughs> is smooth. Well, yeah, and it's and it's not just for the animals. Also, you have to take into account all the ADH. What is it? ADA requirements. What yep, ADA requirements. Yeah. Um, American with Disabilities Act, yeah. I think. Yeah. So yeah. it has to yeah. be accessible to uh, anybody with a handicap as well. So it's kind of difficult. You have to think ahead of time. Yeah, always thinking, Joe. And you guys really <laughs> <laughs> two, two thoughtful Canadians we have here today. <laughs> you also got to think about like uh, the visitor experience and you guys having to maintain that habitat. And is it realistic? <laughs> Absolutely. So this is why uh, in the process, we, we talked to other zoos and aquariums on uh, about their exhibits, you know, what they found worked, what didn't work. Uh, definitely has to be um, user friendly for our animal care team so that um, they have all the equipment and access and uh, safety precautions that they need. Okay, so how do we make sure like the animals don't like escape? Ah, uh, yes, we don't want the uh, we like don't the want the animals are, escaping. The fish would be easier than the, the fish, otters. Fish are generally assume. an easy one. You do have to have a, a pretty secure, tight uh, fitting lid on some of the exhibits because some of them are escape artists. Uh, mm -hmm. The otters, there's specific requirements. Um, of things like the wall height as well um, above the water and over the land areas so that as you know although they're kind of smaller they they do they are able to jump and they have so. like hands right they do have hands and yes. they can and like, claws yeah they're, so they can yeah. manipulate things with their hands absolutely yeah in fact we do give them a lot of uh what uh, the general public calls toys but these are enrichment devices for the otters. Mm, and I that, have uh, some of those at home too, yes. Yeah, these are probably a little different. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, <laughs> I want to go back to the part about um, working with others in the zoo and aquarium community. Um, you mentioned that you got ideas from other zoos and aquariums and you talked to people about their, you know, best practices. How, how does Moat get plugged into the zoo and aquarium community? How do you keep in touch with that world? Um, I think there's probably a few different ways. I think one is our reputation as really a world-class aquarium has grown. Um, we're looked as a leader in the aquarium industry. So you got people coming to so you. So we have people coming to us and consulting with us on their exhibits. Cool. Um, but the aquarium uh, community is, is a really open sharing group of professionals, mm-hmm. um, really almost unlike any other profession where we're very happy and eager to share, um, you know, our, our, the good and the bad of our exhibits, anything that went wrong so other people can correct those, um, but also things that went right so not everyone's reinventing the wheel. Yeah, what, I'm curious what kind of questions come to you as, as you're the expert. Like, what, what kind of questions come to mo- where people have something that they need from us? Um, an example was a couple of weeks ago I was contacted by a gentleman from Winnipeg, uh, cool. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and he was helping to design a, um, a ray touch exhibit. Cool. And he um, made the trip to Florida and visited with us there. And I went over some of the um, exhibit design, um, some of the considerations that you need some room for the animals to uh, be able to take a rest when they want to. So um, they willingly come up to visitors and allow them you know, to be gently petted with two fingers on the on the wingtips. Yeah, they can have a, a balance between that and their time out. Yeah, and also things like uh, life support is the aquarium filtration, so I'm uh, pretty heavily involved in that and uh, was able to give him some, some guidance on some of the filtration and pumps and that kind of thing. And that's what's cool about Mo. You know, and when we had um, Evan in here, um, I, I had mentioned to him that, you know, as opposed to a lot of the other places around, Moat's been doing it um, what they would consider backwards. We um, we started off our, our what we call aquarium now as a learning tool, as a teaching tool um, when it first opened, where the other places started it as an entertainment tool and are now switching to more of a, a teaching learning tool so we've been doing it right from the beginning absolutely and i think that's uh yeah once again we're sort of leaders in the um <coughs> uh, aquarium zoo community that we are a research um based organization um, and it was primarily a, a tool to teach about the research that we were doing here absolutely and, and that's we were, what uh, was you know set us apart from the others yes yeah. Well, I mean, most people come into the aquarium, they learn a thing or two from the animals, from the signs, from the volunteers. They don't see all of the life support and all of the uh, design work that's gone into all the exhibits. I don't even know how we can convey to them how big how big all that is. For instance, just the life support for the aquarium. Like, do you even do you know how many gallons of water go through this place every day? Does <coughs> anyone know that? I'm uh, sure somebody. somebody off, <laughs> offhand, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Gallon. I would say mm, in the neighborhood of you know maybe twenty thousand gallons a day. It's it's Ooh. a few million gallons a year. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Well, and just imagine how many gallons are filtered every day. Yeah. Yeah. Just a shark Far tank more than alone. that. And that's just, you, that water we're talking about is just replacement water yeah. for water changes. So on top of that, you have 
every exhibit is going to have its own filtration essentially that does filter the water so that you get the you know really perfect water quality and is clarity it, to and keep is your animals healthy is Absolutely. there something special about like our filtration or is it a bigger version of what people have in their home aquariums yeah, yeah. i would say essentially um i don't have an ozone filtration system you, do, you probably don't joe <laughs> <coughs> yeah you know uh on a simple terms our exhibits even our largest are just like a giant home aquarium uh, where they operate in a closed loop so it's not a a flow through system so you're not bringing in water and it runs through the exhibit and back out again so yeah. these are all closed loop systems with uh, pumps heaters chillers various types of filtration mm -hmm. okay well yeah it's just on a big big scale for big big animals now you gotta have you gotta have at least <laughs> one funny story of something that's happened well back in the day joe nicholson oh no no we don't talk about there that. once was a man named <laughs> joe <laughs> like I, I i remember you know back in the day like i mentioned the aquarium tank earlier and i remember kevin curly being on top of the aquarium tank does the airport uh, yeah the airport uh, aquarium tank and him, you know, reaching to do something and accidentally falling into the aquarium, into the tank. Uh, well, at I might have fallen in the shark tank once. Okay. Yep. yep. And I had, uh, this is back when I had the, the flip phone, you know, the flip cell phone. Uh huh. This and, is a long uh, time ago. <laughs> yeah. I'd had a bit of a reputation for kind of going through Phones? the odd phone now and then. <laughs> and uh, I happened to kind of slip into the tank and I knew my phone was in my pocket and I. I popped out of the water so fast that phone didn't even get wet. What? Really? <laughs> Dang. And I'm guessing that the sharks all scattered and were like, what was that? Yeah, that's a common <laughs> question from our visitors is what happens, what would happen if someone fell in the shark tank. And mm -hmm. basically the sort of commotion of you falling in would kind of startle them and mm -hmm. they would all go, you know, in the opposite direction. Run away. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> run away, they run away. essentially run away, but then they, <laughs> you know, they just calm down and they, they just continue doing their own thing. Big, so. somewhat skittish fish. I, I don't have any more questions, Mike. You've given us a lot of good stuff. Do you have any more questions, Joe? What's your favorite color? <laughs> uh, gray. Gray. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I, yes, I, I forgot. One. Michael. Did you know that Michael is colorblind? Are you? Yes, I am. Yes. Wow. I get, I get reminded about that pretty much every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go feed the yellow fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I run into run, run into issues with that sometimes. Oh, that's hard. I, I'll that's hard. Bet. Is, it, is it blue green or is it um, red uh, or red green? Red yeah. and green. Yeah. Okay, so. so purples and blues blend together, and you know greens and browns blend together. So on Christmas, it's kind of like oh that that kind of brown holiday. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah. Something. So yeah, I, like that tree with the red flowers doesn't really mean much to me. Ah, no, yes, I, yes, yes. I, I did mean to ask you one more thing. I know that you like to sail. I wanted to ask you how you got into it. I know it's just your spare time, but we're on the ocean here at Moat, so. Yeah, um, I really started sailing um, with my family. Yeah. Um, my my dad was always uh, into sailing, and he uh, actually had built a small boat and um, owned several boats over the years. So. We were able to take some, you know, a week or two uh, little sailing holidays in the summer. And um, when I came down to Florida, I had the obviously wonderful opportunity with Sarasota Bay. We're basically right on the water. And uh, I bought my first boat. It was a Cape Dory 25 uh, in 2004. Cool. And um, just love the, love the beautiful area. 
and uh, you know get to see a bit of nature out there and manatees, dolphins, eagle rays, uh, cow nose rays, sharks, fish, sea turtles. Yeah, getting in touch with that environment that we kind of represent here. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you don't see those every day. Well, we do see them every day. <laughs> <laughs> My point. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, we yeah, I think that we should see them more than once a day. Okay. But you probably don't, you know, go, oh, there's a jawfish while you're sailing. <laughs> well, um, there's, they're a little hard to see. They're from a little the boat. hard to see. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there any one thing you would, you know, you've always wanted to tell people about what you do that, you know, nobody's ever asked you? Ooh. No. <laughs> okay. Concise. No, I, I, I don't think so. I think just that I've been, I've had home aquariums since I was probably seven or eight years old. And uh, my brother uh, used to joke around with me that someday I'm going to have a, you know, an aquarium big enough to swim in. And I guess and really now you now do. I do. Now yeah. you do. Yeah. Hey, and I had one last question for you, Mike. Is it true when you tap on the glass on an aquarium, it, it hurts the fish? I wouldn't say hurts more like a noise. Okay. I wouldn't want chronic stress if someone tapping on my wall. I, I wouldn't want that. Would so. you guys? <laughs> no, no. No. Yeah, we certainly don't encourage it. So, okay. so leave those fish be. All right. So everybody out there, don't, don't tap, tap on, on the glass. glass. Don't. <laughs> and, and don't take a flash photo unless someone tells you it's okay, right? I don't know. Is that true, too? Is that true? Um, generally, flash photos are okay in ah. any of our exhibits. Uh, the couple that we um, discourage people from using flash would be our cuttlefish and our octopus exhibits. They're very um, visual. They're, yeah, they're very visual, and the, the light can... Um, mess them up? Yeah, mess them up. That's and, uh, a good term. I like yeah, that. Yeah. It messes they, they, them up. Yeah. All right. So watch out for those octopuses and cuttlefish. Yeah. Okay, and no tapping, no flash. That's All right. Good. Wait. Well, <laughs> well. Thanks for joining us here today, Michael. My pleasure. It's been fun. It's been awesome. It was great. We'll see you uh, some more behind the scenes <laughs> in our day-to-day -day life. Yep, cleaning filters or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All the yeah. glamorous work you do. Yeah. Right. The important work. And this has been Two C Fans at Moat. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye bye. <laughs>